Well, I've noticed. Well, well, okay. okay, fine. We'll see if this is better. If it's not, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Okay. Okay. Does that mean we're going? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> go. Test it again. Oh, do we Ooh, want it? Welcome. <laughs> Conversations in comfort parts. I'm Clara. And I'm Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi, Clara. How are you doing? Oh, good. How are you doing? Good. We skipped another week because I got sick. Clara got sick. As I was listening to the last episode for, um, like, titles, uh-huh. I had a sore throat, and I was, like, on the podcast saying, I can't wait to get this cold from you. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it happened. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> but that's okay. Doing better today. Still feel, still sound a little plugged up. Still yeah. feel a little plugged up, too, but better. You'd say, I, if it was the same thing I've had. You're going on week I'm three. On week three. I'm on week two now. So. Like congestion and yeah, not great things. Love it's it. just one side of my nose, hmm. one nostril, if you will. Um, sure, I'd love to. <laughs> I can't breathe out of it. Great. So that's fun. It's great. Love it. I gotta love being sick in the beginning of the warm season. Yeah, maybe and it's supposed to be really hot this this upcoming weekend. Yeah, next weekend. It's gonna be. In 96, it said. No, it's not. Yeah. No, I don't believe you. Next Monday. That's what my phone said yesterday. No, no, no. Let's revisit. No, no. no. Uh, I see 86. 89 now, it says. Ugh. Why? That's better than 96, though. 96 is too hot. It's it's weird little babies, little moles coming out of the ground. You have to acclimate us faster. I mean, better. Yeah, I I need to... Why do I all of a sudden have so many cities in my little... That's weird. Um, Yeah, I I can't do that hot that quickly. I know, you can't. I can't do it at all. (laughs) I do not like the heat. (coughs) I'm going to have to grab my water bottle. Stand by. Stand by. She's grabbing a water bottle. You can talk while I search. Oh. Um, filling. T- Penny, would you like to be on the podcast? Do you have anything to say? Insights? How's the crow? This is what we call killing time. While Clara looks for her gigantic water bottle. She found it. She found it. I almost, inter- I almost interviewed Penny. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you did. That's all you're going to get from her. Yeah, she didn't say a darn word. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing from you. She's just staring at me. Okay. What do you have to talk about? Uh, well, do you want to start with what I had, an article that I had? For, sure. well, first, I saw it on Twitter. Uh-oh. I saw I saw it on, I saw it I saw it on Twitter <laughs> and then I saw it on BuzzFeed so you may Ooh. have seen it okay tell me knowing that we both read pretty much the same <laughs> articles um this happened in New Jersey okay so far I don't know um someone had posted someone had dumped like 500 pounds of cooked pasta. <laughs> I have not heard this. This is amazing. Okay. On the side of the road. <laughs> Why? Like, you know how much time it takes? That's not the side of the road. That's like in the forest. Next to a river basin. <laughs> like, pasta. 500 pounds of pasta. What kind of noodle? All the noodles. Oh, like we've got noodles. we've got a spaghetti. We've got a, an O's. <laughs> Like we've, what are you up to? We've got so much pasta. <clears throat> why? And for the longest time, they didn't know why. It just like appeared like so much pasta. <coughs> Big pasta. Big as amount, like five hundred pounds. That's a lot of pasta. It's a lot of pasta. Apparently, it was a military veteran who Uh-oh. was getting rid of his mother's stockpile of pasta. After she died. But he cooked it all first? Apparently, he cooked it all. <laughs> Why? That doesn't answer any questions. I, it answers none, but there's there's pasta. I mean, keep it. Does pasta expire? I think it does. I mean, even if it's... I mean, this looks like cooked pasta. This does not look like... No, that's definitely cooked. That's not a hard noodle. That's not a hard nude. That's cooked. Well, Bigfoot's going to be thrilled. I know. Thanks. Thank goodness. <laughs> Snacks for everybody. So, yeah, dumping pasta. And he's just like, oh, yeah, I wanted to get rid of my mom's stockpile of pasta. Uh, 
New Jersey has food banks. Yeah, donate it. Donate it. Don't just throw it in the middle of the Do you know wild? how long that would take to cook? What, how big of a pot does he have? How much time did he spend cooking <laughs> pasta? So much pasta. And why? Yeah, it had to be cooked because none of it's in the package. No, it's not in a box. It's not in a box. It had to be, he had to strain it all. Yeah. I guess he could have put it on the ground. Was he cooking pasta outside? And then when he was done, he was just chucking the... <laughs> I don't know. I have so many questions. I have no answers. <laughs> Except for mounds of pasta on the side of the road. Why did his mom have so much pasta? Maybe she was Italian. I don't think Italians eat pasta from the box. They make their own nudes. Maybe in a pinch. Maybe. Or maybe they, she went to Costco like shortly before she died. <laughs> Stock up on pasta. That's the worst time to stock up on anything. Because I will say that is what Brian and I did. Not before we died, but like <laughs> in the pandemic. In yeah. The early days of the pandemic. Sure. We went to Costco and we stocked up on pasta. We and had toilet sauce. paper. No, because we, because <laughs> I have this thing. I panic if we get down to one, like, <laughs> package like four pack. one little like oh no it's like it's a six pack of from, from costco from costco okay i panic <laughs> so then i buy so you already panic bought already paper. panic bought toilet paper <laughs> okay, we great. were already set on the tp because i had already panic bought perfect <laughs> like months before yeah well that's the thing with pasta is it doesn't go bad unless a mouse gets in your pantry and then decides to snack on it snack on hard pasta yeah. Does that happen? I told you I had a pantry mouse. Then I ate all your pasta? Uh-huh. I had two pantry mice. I got one and then one another one came back. Well, ratatouille is yeah. in there <laughs> cooking up. Did they get the sauce somehow? They used teamwork and opened the... No, just just the noodles. <laughs> just just straight noodles and rice. They really like rice. Rice I can see. Noodles it would crack a tooth. Yeah. Just nom nomming on a spaghetti. Huh. Cause, yeah, because you probably keep it in your garage, huh? No, in the pantry, in the house. A pantry mouse? Yeah, a pantry mouse. Ew. Why? Remember I have an indoor-outdoor cat? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who likes yeah. to bring in friends? Yeah, I do remember that. Not usually like... Put your cat in the pantry, problem solved. I tried. <laughs> he was not into it. He did not care. <laughs> Oh, Benny never kills the spiders that I want her to either. Yeah. Did no. she get that one you saw earlier? No. No, it's still running around. Perfect. Still, still running around. Love that for me. Um, <laughs> Lisa's not a pantry mouse. Yeah. Yeah, that's full true. on pantry. I, yeah, there's. I find mice. Yeah. I mean, it's not like. I don't find mice all the time, but I have found mice in various states of life and death. Mostly in life. But like, and then I set a trap. Only mostly alive. Yeah. Well, then I set a trap, and then it gets them. Sure. You hear just the <laughs> snap, and you're like mouse. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Bagheera's interested. <laughs> my, I think my mom must have had a mouse or something, and they put down the like really sticky stuff. Oh yeah. In their laundry room, which uh-huh. I guess where the mouse was. And one of my nephews went in there to get something. And he stepped on it. <laughs> he yells, "I tapped on Tumpton Tanky." <laughs> was this Joe? Yeah. <laughs> and they like they could not get his feet off. Thankfully he was wearing socks, so he just like the socks were a lost cause cuz he was very sticky. And the mouse is still there. I don't know. The mouse that was like, got him. Ago, but <laughs> yeah, I was like, I tricked that kid. Got him. <laughs> like, note to self, don't step on that ticky tough. <laughs> Did not on the ticky tough. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, um, we use the high-powered yeah. slap traps. Well, With that, peanut butter. Because oh. apparently mice are very attracted to peanut butter. Mm-hmm. I've also used cheese. Peanut butter works too. I mean, don't waste a good cheese. Mm-mm. No. Uh, yeah. They're, well, we need the rat czar from New York. We do. <laughs> I wonder Call what, me. What her solutions are. I need to know. I'd like Just to know. Just a lot, a lot of those mouse traps and a dicky tough. And a dicky tough. And my brother, when he worked in Alaska, they used to get like a, you know, one of those um, five gallon buckets, mm-hmm. put a rod through it like drill holes so that like a wooden dowel would be mm-hmm. in it and they would put something on the wooden dowel and so the mouse would run out there it would spin and then they'd fall into bleach 
<laughs> he said there would be like 15 in there. <laughs> that's Alaska, though, you know. Yeah, well, that's that. full of wildlife. Also, and so one another option. random possum that's in yeah. Alaska. Have we talked about the possum? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah, there's a possum. <laughs> Where was that? Fairbanks? No, it was, I think it was further south. I think it was like Anchorage, Wasilla. <laughs> yeah, maybe Wasilla. There's a possum, and possums are not native. Apparently, they don't. They don't have possums there. Yeah. So there's there's, there's one, and he's running for mayor. He's now, running for so. mayor. So <laughs> vote for him. <laughs> vote for vote for the mayor. Vote for the uh, vote for the mayor. Vote for the mayor of possum of possum. <laughs> well, I learned some really great news this week. Tell me, it's kind of all I've ever wanted in my life. Yes. Um, my niece is reading Harry Potter. <gasps> I know. Are you just, are you, are you like. I haven't stopped thinking about it. I'm so excited. What I wouldn't Are you going to have a movie marathon after she's done reading the books? Yes. Yes. I've already told her mother. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I'm kidnapping her if you don't let me (laughs) do this. Um, Yeah. I'm so excited. She was texting me from her mom's phone yesterday about something. And I was like, well, I don't want to spoil anything. But it's Harry Potter. Anything could happen. Like what? I wouldn't do. To go back and read Harry Potter for the first time again. Well, that was like me. Remember, I read it for the first time. I read it for the first time, too. <laughs> well, recently. I know. Like, I was texting. Well, then I stopped. I think I read the first three, two books, and then yeah, I stopped. Yeah. You tried. I, I gave it an effort. Yeah. Solid effort. Anyways, I'm very excited. I think I got annoyed because there was a page ripped out of my... A couple pages ripped out of my... Oh, I have the full set. Copy of, borrow of the it. HP. Obviously, I have the full set of the books. I'm surprised you don't have multiple full sets. Why would I do that? Well, like one to that read and crazy. then one to like, you know, display. Like a really fancy one. I mean, one. I'm not constantly reading them. But no, a display copy that like doesn't get read, but it's just on display. You know. You know. Maybe I'll get there. One day. Maybe I'll get there one day. <laughs> when you make the big bucks, you'll buy a display. Yeah. Display Harry Potter. Designer Harry Potter. They have them. They I have exist. been to Platform 9 and 3 quarters. Okay. And the store there. And I got a mug. Nice. Mm-hmm. It says, it's one of those, um, when it gets hot, it changes Ooh. color. So it's black on the outside. Or I mean, it's black when it's not hot. And then when it gets hot, it's the Marauder, Marauders map. Mar- say that. Marauders. Ten say that ten times fast. Marauders Marauders map. Yeah, it's cool. Anyways. It's pretty cool. I know. So I'm very excited. So. Well, uh, that's exciting. Thank you. I'm very thrilled to know her thoughts and, and feelings about Harry Potter and, and what uh, house she feels like she's in. Sure. I will ask her that next time. Also, she turns 11 in January, so <sighs> I'm excited to see if she gets that. She's very, very Hermione. Oh, yeah. Very Hermione. I'd get along with her really well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Because I have been told I'm also very, <clears throat> very Hermione. Yeah. So hopefully we have a witch in the family. We'll find out. I'll report back. And Do <gasps> they get it on their birthday or? I think so. Is it for the school year? I don't know. Either but way. you know what you should do for her birthday. Trick her into thinking she got one? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. I Just do it. Just do like a whole basket and like a stuffed owl and... Mm-hmm. Do the whole thing. That's a good, that's a good, I mean, it's not till January is the problem. You got time. Yeah. You got time to plan and time to scheme. I know, I'd like to do it now is my problem. Oh. <laughs> like it but to by be then, sooner. by then, maybe she's read. She'll have read all of them. All of the books. Yeah. And you've watched the movies. Sure. So then you can really like get into it. Yeah. You know? You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I'm for it. Um, are we worried about the writer's strike happening? <laughs> because maybe content. Maybe. I'm going to need it. So, you, so I kind of remember when this, when the writer's yes. strike happened. In like 2007 ish. Like it just delayed things. That's a nightmare for me. But not things that are already like done. Yeah. So if things are already like in post-production mm-hmm. or things like that because it's it's the writer strike is only impacting the writers so it's not impacting anybody that does like editing or mm-hmm. anything like that um we potentially i mean it's gonna there's a lot of things that have stopped production like i think stranger things has stopped production uh house Shouldn't of the dragon has stopped production <sighs> 
uh, well, sometimes they'll stop production in solidarity with the writers. Mm, that makes sense. And so they'll we be kind of really need the writers to have a show. Yeah, they're they're the smart ones. <laughs> um, I mean, all of the late night shows oh, have yeah. stopped. So like Colbert, uh, so like anything Fallon, Kimmel, anything is live stopped. Anything Saturday Night Live is going to be delayed. Yeah, Saturday Night Live. Oh really? Stopped. Good thing I don't stay up late. <laughs> I know. Um, award shows also, if it lasts like a long period of time, mm-hmm. it could impact award shows. Didn't they already have one? They have a lot of award shows. Yeah, that's more your passion. That's, than that's mine. my thing. Um, but yeah, it could it could just like everything could be delayed later than what we're hoping. I don't think reality writers, TV. You don't need writers for that. It's reality. You can't. You can't. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, thank goodness Below Deck like films a year <clears throat> in advance. Well, it's in Australia. That's the whole time. <laughs> time change <laughs> no 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 well kind of because their summers are in our winters that's so. true but even like um the last just regular below deck that was filmed like a year ago really yeah like the, the, their timing between filming is just ridiculous like, <laughs> like a lot? filming and like when it shut when it actually airs is about like a year pump them out it's weird i'm like how can you not just like Okay. Well, the Amazing Race should be okay. That one is truly not scripted. Well, no. what about what the host says? No, he's fine. Okay, he's been doing it for thirty-five seasons. He knows how to say <laughs> you are team number one. He can he can write his own. Well, that's what happened with the uh, writer strike last time. Was that the late night host? So mm-hmm. it was like uh, Conan O'Brien, yeah. John Stewart. You realize that they're not actually and funny because they're not writing any of their own stuff. They're all former writers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, Conan was a writer. Oh, so they're solidarity. Sisters. Colbert was a writer, mm-hmm. and then I don't think Stewart might have been a writer, but I'm not sure. Um, but they had to do their, they went on and kept oh. doing their show. They like <laughs> shut down for a week, but they kept doing the show because they're like, you know, we have other people on staff yeah. that need jobs jobs to make money to feed their family. Yeah. So like, they just didn't have any like, they would show like a blank teleprompter. <laughs> so they were just like talking. Oh, that's funny. But it would be hard. Yeah, it was a bit of a mess but honestly pay writers like they're the funny mm-hmm. ones they come up with the stuff you know like, how many hours a day i watch tv so many so many so many they deserve to be paid and have you seen some of the writers strike like their no signs? i saw that there was like uh i don't know if it was buzzfeed or something but i didn't click on it's it. hilarious yeah of course it is they're writers like one of them says um you know pay us or i'll spoil the ending of succession <laughs> That's amazing. I'm like that. That's, that's great. actually really good. Uh, I feel like it's probably illegal for them to do that, but they probably signed some papers. Probably signed an NDA. <laughs> I mean, they wrote it, but still, that's very funny. Yeah, it was. There was. Yeah, it was so funny. Like some of the, I can't remember all of them, but they, some of them were really, really good. <laughs> all right. Well. Um, well, yesterday, mm-hmm. as in Saturday. Because it is Sunday. Mm-hmm. Was the official coronation of the king, King Charles the Third. He did it, and Queen Camilla. Congrats to them. Congrats to them. Did they, you watch it? I did. Wake up at two o'clock in the morning and watch yeah, the coronation. I you might have. Tell me about it. It was. It was pomp. It was circumstance. Mm-hmm. It was hats and Ooh, scepters and fascinators. Gl- fascinators and. A floral headpiece cute. worn by the Princess of Wales and oh, cute. her her daughter. So Kate and her daughter Charlotte were like little twins. It was, they were wearing like very similar dresses. They both had the same matching like uh, headpiece. It was adorable. Fresh. Um Yeah. King wore a crown. Mm. Which is like five pounds. Of not money. Of not, of diamonds. Of diamonds. Of weight. Of weight. And he held like scepters and had a glove. A I don't know. On your head? Maybe. How much is a gallon of milk? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's because that's pretty heavy. Yeah, I was watching it with Brian because Brian was awake, and 
so that he put the king puts on like this glove or something. I don't know like why. Like a Michael Jackson glove? No, like a falconer glove. Oh. And so I'm like, is there a falcon coming? Where's where's, where's the falcon? Where's the falcon? Is this, there, is this the falcon time? <laughs> but yeah, Did so the falcon come? No, there's no falcon. Never came? Never came. Uh-oh. No falcon. It's a bad sign. But yeah, it was, you know, <coughs> I thought it was fascinating. I think because I'm not British and I'm like. This doesn't impact me at all. <laughs> we got rid of you guys. Um, <laughs> we broke up with you. We broke up with you. But yeah, I thought it was, you know, it was pomp of circumstance. It was, yeah. you know, which Harry you was expect. sitting four roads back. Yeah. Which was kind of like, Ugh. without his wife. <laughs> without his children. wife for children. Because it's his son's birthday. <laughs> and he left like right after. <laughs> Who's got to get home for the birthday party? Got to get home for the party. Well, congratulations to the UK. To the king. To the king. Change all your money. And your stamps. And your stamps. And everything, basically. And your song. And your mailboxes. Do they say the queen? Yeah, the, it has the queen's, like, signet on the mailboxes. So it says E2R. Now it has to say CR3. It seems unnecessary. I mean, they had Better a good time. run. They haven't had to change anything in 80 years or 70 years or yeah. whatever. So, Which, that's a long time to be waiting for your first job. <laughs> it shows. It shows that he <laughs> hasn't had a job. <laughs> in his face, in his weird, doughy face. It's a long time to be waiting for your, you know. I saw something where it was like, the coronation is basically all of us just watching, like, orientation for someone's first day. <laughs> Really fancy orientation. Really fancy orientation. <laughs> uh, have you been keeping up with the Lori Vallow trial? Kind of. Yeah, I kind of have. Only kind a of. Bit too. It's but just apparently a lot. her hair was found on the duct tape on of one of the kids. That was she did, mouth, she, did so she did it. She did it. She did it. It's like for sure she was involved. It wasn't just what's his name, Chad. Chad. Never trust. <laughs> Terrible. Never name. trust Chad. <laughs> um, oh, so. I did an episode on her, um, Brittany Dawn, the fit fluencer oh, yeah, 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 who scammed yeah, yeah, yeah. a whole bunch of people yeah, and was being sued did. by the state of Texas, mm-hmm. where, well, she settled. Oh, okay. So, her case will not go to trial. Okay. And so. she's still being weird. She's still being weird. Great. Uh, anything else? Nope. That's it. I think. I well. swear there was one more thing, but I can't remember. It's MIA May. <laughs> We're doing MIA May again. Um, what you doing? Uh, mine's kind of sad. Okay, mine's my. I mean, it's ultimately sad, but it's light, more lighthearted than a, probably yours is. Yeah, mine might make you mad. Okay, you go first. Okay. Um, so I took MIA May. Okay. You know, you know what I'd like to do. I like to like, like to it. not follow the no, assignment I, in any way. I don't like to follow directions. <laughs> I'm like, this is what I want to do, and I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm going to make it work. Listen, I don't so, care. So I am talking about Rosemary Kennedy. Okay. The, oldest... the lobotomy one? Yeah, that one. Okay. Spoiler. Oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so Rosemary Kennedy, um, she was the eldest daughter born to Joseph Kennedy and Rose Fitzgerald Kennedy and was the sister of President John F. Kennedy and Senators Robert and Ted Kennedy. Okay, I heard of them all. So during her birth, the doctor wasn't immediately available because of an outbreak of the Spanish flu. Perfect. So the nurse, being a thinker, was like, Rose, just keep your legs closed until the doctor gets here. Eggs. And That's she did. Science based. She did. Sure. Um, baby doesn't need oxygen. <laughs> she forced the baby's head to stay in the birth canal for two mm. hours before that the feels doctor. So much harder than just could come and hold it, hold it, catch it. Um, shockingly, this uh, resulted in a harmful loss of oxygen. <laughs> See, I knew it. Um, and as she began to grow, her parents noticed she was not reaching the basic developmental steps a human normally reaches at, cer- at a certain month or year. Because her brain doesn't work. Yeah. At two years old, she had a hard time sitting, crawling, or even learning to walk. Ooh, at two. At two. Interesting. 
Um, so accounts of her life had indicated she had an intellectual disability, although some have raised questions about the Kennedy's accounts of the nature and scope of her disability. Um, a biographer wrote that Rose Kennedy did not confide in her friends and that she pretended her daughter was developing typically hmm. with relatives other than immediate family, knowing that Rose was having, that Rosemary was having a tough time. Yeah. I mean, they're basically the U.S. version of royalty. Like, yeah. Didn't, I mean, the Alexei, the, the Russian czar that had like the blood problem, they didn't tell anybody about that either. Mm-hmm. Right, you want to put on this these airs that you're perfect. Yeah, this, they're like, the Kennedys are... Are royalty. Royalty. The they Kennedys were. Like the Vanderbelts. Yeah. Shout out Anderson Cooper. Um, <laughs> who's a Vanderbilt? He's a, oh, is he? Yeah. His last name's Cooper. Well, he didn't want to be like, you know... <laughs> I'm only famous because I'm a... Exactly. baby. He wanted to make his own. Sure. And Anderson Vanderbilt doesn't sound right. <laughs> it kind of has a ring to it. it. A little bit. Um, so at age 15, she Rosemary was sent to the Sacred Heart Covenant in Elmhurst, Providence, Rhode Island, um, and was educated separately from the other students. Um, and she had a special teacher who worked with her all day in a special classroom. Uh, the Kennedys gave the school a brand new tennis court. <laughs> I bet they did. Um and her reading, writing, and spelling and counting skills were reporting to be at a fourth grade level when she was at, like, age 15. Okay. Um, so during this period, her mom arranged for her older brother, John, mm-hmm. uh, to accompany her to a dance. Oh, um, And thanks to him, she appeared not different at all during the dance. Except she went with her brother. Except for she was there with her brother. <laughs> Uh, Rosemary read a few books, um, but she could read Winnie the Pooh. She loved Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Which, same. Um, diaries written by her in the late 1930s reveal a young woman whose life was filled with outings to the opera, tea dances, dress fittings, and other social interests. Um, she accompanied her family to the coronation of Pope Pius the the 12th in 1939, and she also visited the White House. Um, and her parents told, uh, Women's Day magazine that she was, quote, studying to be a kindergarten teacher. Oh, cute. Because that's what Cause she, she was Because she can relate. Um, in 1938, um, Rosemary was presented as, as a debutante to King George VI, um, at Buckingham Palace during her father's service as the U.S. ambassador to the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um. Rosemary was so excited. She practiced her curtsy. She was Cute. like, you know, trying to figure it out. She was, she was ready for it. Um, she did trip. And, oh. and almost fell. Oh, no. Um, That's the nightmare. Uh, and, but Poor the king thing. and queen just smiled and pretended like nothing happened. Yeah, you'd have like, to. They just kind of. Poor thing. I'm like, poor little thing. Um, so according to her sister, um, Eunice Kennedy Shriver, um, when Rosemary returned to the United States from the United Kingdom, she regressed and mm. she became increasingly irritable and difficult. Um, at the age of 22, uh, she would experience convulsions and fly into violent rages in which she would hit and injure others. So her occasionally erratic behavior frustrated her parents and her father was especially worried that Rosemary's behavior would shame and embarrass the family and damage his and his children's political careers. Okay. That's annoying. That's just come on. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Rich families. I know. Class. Um, so when Rosemary was 23, doctors told her father that a form of a psychosurgery known as a... Lobotomy! Lobotomy! Would help calm her mood swings and stop her occasional violent outbursts. Um, Joseph Kennedy was like, yep, let's do it. Do sure. the lobots. Get him in there. Let's squish her brain and see what happens. However... Uh-oh. He didn't tell his wife until after the lobotomy was done. <laughs> oh, P.S. P.S. <laughs> totally forgot to mention this. Uh, Rosemary uh, got a little brain she scramble. She got a spike into her brain. Yeah. Uh, so the do- so the doc the doctor that performed the lobotomy later on was talking to a biographer uh-huh. and had said that she he actually believed that Rosemary didn't have any sort of mental illness mm-hmm. like she wasn't. She was just developing slower than normal because she had a lack of oxygen to her brain. Yeah. Um, Lobotomy is not going to fix that. And she had a form of depression. Yeah. 
So because everybody's talking smack. Yeah, I mean, she's gonna ruin the family politics. She tripped in front of the king and the oh, queen. You never get over that. You never get over that. <laughs> um. So and then Joe Kennedy, who sounds like father of the year, oh, uh, referred to his daughter as. I don't like this word, but... No, don't say it. Just say the R. Yeah. Mentally hard R. (laughs) Rather than mentally ill. Uh In order to protect John's reputation for his presidential run. How does that protect it? Because it's like... Because if if she is just mentally ill, that means at the time they didn't think it it ran in the family. Okay. Like there wasn't anything genetically wrong with another member of the family. Okay. Which could hurt John's presidential campaign. Yeah. Because if they're like, oh, wait a minute, there's something. He could have something wonky too. He could have something wonky too, Hmm. which that has not stopped us because, hello, we had Donald Trump. And clearly there is something wrong. Something wonky. Something is wonky (laughs) in his self-tanner. Anyway. Yeah, and his hairstyle. So, and that the, um, also the lack of support for mental illness is a lifelong part, lifelong family denial of what was really so. Okay. So. I mean, I'm not shocked. uh, After the lobotomy, uh, Rosemary was immediately institutionalized and basically like separated from her entire family. Mm -hmm. Like essentially went missing from everyone but her immediate family knew kind of where she was. Um... Her mom didn't visit her for over 20 years. 20 years? Her dad never visited her. Oh my gosh. Just kind of pretended like she never yeah. existed. Um, so the act, the lobotomy was hidden from her family for 20 years. So none of her brothers or her sisters or immediate family. What did they think? They thought that she was just a recluse. Like that's <laughs> that what they were telling choice. people oh. is that she was just being a recluse. She, she didn't like, like the public, the eye. public eye. So, effectively, she was missing for years. Yeah. But the Kennedys knew where she was. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Which is how I got. No, I understand. There we go. Um, And actually, none of her siblings knew where she was. Huh. Like, they didn't know that she had a lobotomy, and they didn't know where she was. That's weird. Um, I feel like I would ask a few questions. So, when her older brother, John, was campaigning for re-election for the Senate... Uh, the Kennedy family explained away her absence, saying she was a recluse. Mm-hmm. Um, they did not publicly explain her absence until 1961. It's terrible. Um, so it quickly... So why she was kind of like... Because they Institutionalized and like put her away is because the lobotomy was not successful. <laughs> It's because lobotomies are bunk. Yeah. They never worked in the first place. place. Um, So she immediately regressed all the way to um, having the mental capacity of a two-year-old child. Yeah. You put a spike in her brain. At like age 20. Yeah. So she couldn't walk. She couldn't speak. Was someone at least taking care of her? Yeah. So she was put in in an institution. Oh, yeah. Someone was watching out for her. And, of Mm -hmm. course, with the Kennedys, it was probably, like, the best institution. Mm, Were there good ones? Well, you know, some better than others. Okay. Maybe this one had a tennis court. Oh, that's Um, right. (laughs) Those two-year-olds love to play tennis. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love to hit a (laughs) ball? Um, So her lobotomy that she got when she was 23. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, did not become public knowledge until 1987. Oh my gosh. So all that time. Yeah. People had no idea. just like forgot about her probably. Um, so following her dad's death in 1969, uh, the Kennedys gradually started involving Rosemary in family life again. (laughs) So once dad died, they're like, remember her? Remember her? (laughs) Um, so she was taken to visit relatives in Florida and Washington, D.C. and Cape Cod. Um, by the time she was like back kind of in the family family picture, um, she had learned to walk again, but she did so with a limp. Hmm. Um, she never actually regained the ability to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is actually credited as the inspiration for her sister to when she founded the Special Olympics. 
Oh. Um, and Rosemary Kennedy died from natural causes on January 7th, 2005. At age... Like 80-something? 86. poor thing. So that is Rosemary Kennedy and how she... Kind of went missing. Kind of went missing, but really didn't. Missing from the public eye, but like... The family knew where she was the whole time. Mm-hmm. It just bugs me. Her dad like that. never saw her. Was like, nope. Mm-mm. Rose who? Rosemary who? Hate it. Hate, hate it. it. See, I told, right. you. told you you'd hate it. I did. I did hate it. All right. I'm going to talk about the disappearance of Frederick Valentich. Ooh. Frederick Valentich was born on June 9th, 1958. Uh, when we meet him, he is a strapping young man mm. in the Royal Australian Air Force Training Corps. Good day. Good day, mate. He was a very amateur pilot at this point. He has about 150 total flying uh, time. And he held a class four instrument rating, which that just means he can fly at night, but only in like perfect conditions. Mm. So, Get out of here, cloud. Yeah. Oh, there's a cloud. I can't do it. <laughs> Sorry, I have to stay home. Um, Fred's long-term goal was to fly airplanes professionally. Uh, at this point, he was studying part-time to become a commercial pilot, but he had failed all five commercial license examination subjects twice. You might need to find a different career. In one month. Oh, that's a lot of testing in a month. Oopsie. You know, maybe it's time to find your joy <laughs> elsewhere. He had also been involved in a few flying incidents. Oh. I mean, like he said, like I said, he had only flown 150 total flying hours, which is not that many. No. Like, you can, it's just not that many. No. <laughs> um, so, for example, he had flown over a controlled zone in Sydney, which means that he could have hit or been hit by a passenger jet. Oops. He'd also flown deliberately into like a big fluffy cloud, which sounds okay, that is kind of fun. Sounds fun, but you never know if there's another room doing the same thing on the other side. That's true, um, and that's how you get turbulence. And, is, bl- is flying through a cloud and into another plane, <laughs> and he's flying just like a little Cessna. Oh. So there's not necessarily radar involved. You can't see if there's another plane coming. So it's actually you can get in big trouble for doing that. Yeah, but. They let him off with just warnings, and he was granted a private pilot's license in May of 1978. So, the night in question when he goes missing is on October 21st, 1978. Well, no wonder he went missing. He didn't know what he's doing. <laughs> and, well, he had a license. In uh, Well, I know plenty of people that have a driver's license that don't know what they're doing. In Southeast <laughs> Australia. So do you know? Get the globe. There's like, okay, so here, see so that's Tasmania. Yeah. So he was going to, you can see it actually. Well, I can see it. A little dot right there between Melbourne, basically, and Tasmania. Uh huh. So okay. that's where he's going to. The know, little dot. That little dot. Yeah. Thank you, globe. <clears throat> Thank you, globe. Comes in handy. Okay, so um, that's King Island. He's going to. It's about 200 miles away. And he tells some people that he's going to pick up some friends, which would have to be very brave friends. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you had how many incidents? Or very drunk and need a ride Yeah, home. that's probably more like it. Um, he tells other people that he's going to pick up some crayfish. Oh. Which is fun. Little, duh, a little boil. Little, little parquet. Seafood boil. Um, but whatever the case may be, he takes off in his four-seat Cessna. Uh-huh. And this is a night flight. Remember I said he had the rating to fly at night, but only in perfect, perfect. conditions. Clouds, no go. No clouds. And um, this was like only maybe his second or third time flying at night. And I feel like that would be way scarier. You can't see anything. Yeah. In the sky at night. No, thank you. No, absolutely not. So. Especially in the 70s. They don't have like any sort of like. Lights. Lights. There's <laughs> still like electricity in the 70s. Or like, you know. <laughs> Fancy schmancy things in airplanes that are like well, especially in Cessnas because they're like tiny. Yeah, I've flown in one before. And I have too. You just have like the dials. You I sat in the cockpit in the uh, driver's seat, in the passenger seat, <laughs> and was told don't touch anything. And I'm like, okay, this is my first airplane ride ever. 
with my siblings. My sister was in the other driver, the, I guess, first officer seat. Yeah. Me and my brother were in the back. We were flying. And the guy tells my sister to pull back on the steering wheel. And so we go straight up and then straight down. And I, we just all, we talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, every, like all the dust, everything just came up. And we were, I was like four, <laughs> maybe six. <laughs> Anyways, that's my Cessna experience. It was very scary. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's a tiny plane. It doesn't have a lot of instruments. His flight plane was to stop at a little like cape on the main land mm-hmm. before heading off to King Island. I don't know if he was going to get gas or whatever, but at 7 p.m., Fred gets on the radio and tells air traffic control that he can see the Cape. Like, it was in sight. He was about 4,500 feet in the air. He was heading towards it. He was going to land. Mm-hmm. Just minutes later, he radios again and asks if anything else is flying in the area, like, below 5,000 feet because he was seeing something like something seemed like it was following him and it's a military heavy area so Mm -hmm. he's like are there any military like i don't know drills or whatever flying around and air traffic control is like nope there should be nothing out there and fred's like well there's something real big behind me and air traffic control couldn't see it on their radar so they asked fred to tell them what he's seen and you can listen to this audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll try and link it somehow. It's not like the best audio, but um, Fred says that there are four bright lights that look like landing lights coming from the east. It almost seemed like it was playing a game with him. Like mm. it was flying really fast, like two to three times Fred's flying speed. And then like kind of going over him mm-hmm. and like staying with him. He said it was oblong. And had a green light, and it was, like, shiny, metallic-y on the outside. UFO. So, like, now, I think I've talked about it before, like, the Tic Tac, the famous, like, Mm -hmm. video of the Tic Tac and the Go Fast. Mm -hmm. Sounds a lot like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as soon as he described it to air traffic control, it vanished. Mm. He's like, so you're sure there's no military aircraft here? And they were like, no, we promise, like, there's nothing. And right when they said that, um, the craft appeared again, and he told air traffic control that as the craft hovered above him, um, his plane began, like, started sputtering, like he said it was coughing. Oh. And he says, it's hovering right above me. And then he says, it is not an aircraft. And that's the last words Frederick Valentich ever said, as far as anyone on Earth heard. He was abducted by... And then there's, like, this really weird noise on the recording. It's described as, like, metallic scraping sound for 17 seconds, and then it's silent. The connection was completely lost. Three days later, the transcript of the call with air traffic control was released. Fred's father, Guido, (laughs) said that he hoped his son was abducted because otherwise he was, you know, probably dead. And I guess... Him and his dad were like low key ufologists. Oh, oh love a ufologist. So it's like a exciting. They were like, <laughs> land and sea searches found absolutely nothing. Not a scrap of the plane or an oil slick. Um, and after four days of like actually really intense search, they ce- ceased efforts and they found absolutely nothing. What? So. Um, what about the friends that were waiting to be picked up or the crawfish? Yeah, what about the crawfish? Well, there were no friends waiting at the airport to be picked up and no crawfish order had ever been placed. So it's like, what the heck? So there are a couple of like boring theories, <laughs> such as he was like such a bad pilot that he got disoriented and was flying upside down and saw his own reflection in the water <laughs> and was freaking out. I like that one. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, it sounds far-fetched to me like this is the ocean, right? It's mm-hmm. not perfectly flat. It wouldn't be a perfect reflection. Mm-hmm. He would have seen water ripples. And also, apparently, Cessnas can fly a couple uh, seconds inverted, but mm-hmm. because the fuel system in Cessnas relies on gravity to work, mm-hmm. um, Fred would have had to have been upside down way longer than a Cessna could ever mm-hmm. maintain that. Mm-hmm. Um and 
if that were the case, it would have, you know, crashed into the ocean. Yeah. And they'd have at least found an oil slick. Um, like, this isn't, like, the Malaysian airline that disappeared. Like, they knew exactly where he was. Mm-hmm. So it would have been, you know, not searching in the wrong place yeah. for however long they did. Okay. And someone said that it could also, you could see Venus, Mars, and Mercury, and Mercury along with a really bright star Antares that evening. So the so, planets. So maybe the, those were the bright lights that he was seeing. Oh, hello. Um, he like said it was metallic and it was moving. Yeah. Like two to three times his speed. Like planes don't get organized that well. <laughs> they don't, and they do don't that. really move that fast. No. Um, <clears throat> however, there were some people in the area who saw an erratically moving green light in the sky. Ooh. Remember the green light he saw in the craft when it was over him. Additionally, the group Ground Saucer Watch. Oh, love them. <laughs> claims that they have photos taken by a plumber called Roy Manfold of a fast moving object exiting the water near the Cape Ottaway Lighthouse, Ooh. which was nearest where Fred was last seen flying. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that they have a bona fide unknown flying object of moderate dimensions, apparently surrounded by a cloud like vapor slash exhaust residue mm-hmm. but the picture obviously wasn't very clear you know um, how you never just like to use like the oldest camera of all time Move while they're taking the picture <laughs> yeah. yeah but it is because they're just so excited very much like the tiktok that like goes into water the tiktok the tiktok thank you <laughs> <laughs> the TikTok, TikTok that like looks the same went in and out of the water really easy mm-hmm was metallic-y. Um, additionally, a bank manager and his wife say they saw a glowing object hovering in the sky for nearly an hour. There's a lot going on outside here. It's just one truck. No, there's two. Okay. Are you back? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> additionally, a bank manager and his wife said they saw a glowing object hovering in the sky for nearly an hour where about where Fred's incident look, took place. Um, the bank manager said it seemed like it was hovering above them as they were driving and it had bright lights and a green flickering light at one end. Another man and his two nieces saw a green light hovering over a small aircraft. Mm. All in all, 20 other people reported green lights in the sky on the night of Fred's abduction. Oh. I mean, disappearance. (gasps) (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. So that's all. They never found him. Um, his dad is, you know, it's, it's funny to laugh at, but his dad is very sad and like still looking for him. Well, yeah, I mean. But he, uh, an unidentified submerged object came up and abducted Fred and his aircraft and took him to space, possibly the deep ocean. Uh, and he's still missing. He's hanging out with Queen Elizabeth, the reptilian. <laughs> yes. So he's reptilian with the lizards queen. in the ocean. <laughs> That's the story of Frederick Valentich. Ah, that's good one. <coughs> oh man. I've never heard of that one before. There you go. Ooh. Missing Ozzy. Missing Ozzy. Okay. All right. On this day. May 9th. 1502. Mm-hmm. Christopher Columbus left Spain on his fourth and final trip to the New World. Okay. He does not make it back because he gets killed. Oops. Uh, 1671. Sure. <laughs> I don't know why. I think I put this one because it made me laugh. And- <laughs> Like, the picture I got in my head was a lot funnier than what it actually says. Um, Colonel Thomas Blood attempts to steal the crown jewels of England and Scotland from the Tower of London and is captured running from the tower with the jewels. A little red-handed. I'm imagining him, like, with it. He's, like, yeah, tiptoeing away. Tiptoeing like away. cartoon character. Yeah. That, that also, Thomas Blood. What a cool name. Metal cool. name. Yeah. But I bet he was kind of a nerd. I don't think so. I He's think stealing so. jewels from the Tower of London. Yeah, but maybe in like a Mr. Magoo sort of way. <laughs> sounds like he did get caught very soon. <laughs> he got caught like. very, very quickly after. <laughs> All right. Um, 1865, President Andrew Johnson issues a proclamation declaring armed resistance in the South is virtually at an end. And this is commonly accepted as the end date of the American Civil War. Good job. Good job. Uh... <clears throat> 1946, the first hour-long entertainment TV show premieres. It was called NBC's Hourglass. Oh, is that a uh, 
It sounds very soap opera. It's a reality show. It's just glass. <laughs> An hourglass going. An hourglass going. They flip it every hour. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't know what it is, but I bet you're probably right with the soap opera mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, or also, true crime. <laughs> it sounds like either one. Like 60 crime. Minutes or... Oh, yeah. Hourglass. Maybe it's the OG 60 Minutes. Oh, could be. I like that. Uh, also in 1946, mm-hmm. uh, King Victor Emmanuel III of Italy abdicates and is succeeded by his son, Umberto II. <gasps> Umberto. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. <clears throat> but Umberto only reigns for 34 days because the monarchy is then abolished. Oh, sad. So, well, he got the title. He got the title. Uh, 1960, the United States becomes the first country to legalize the birth control pill. Nice. Uh, 1992, Salem Village Witchcraft Victims Memorial was dedicated in Danvers, formerly known as Salem Village, uh, to mark the 300-year anniversary of the trials. R.I.P. R.I.P. 2012, uh, a Russian... Passenger jet disappears with Uh-oh. 45 people on board. Aliens. I'd never heard of it before. So, uh, also, that's all 20- you got? That's all I got. That's literally all I got. That's oh. all it says. Okay. Disappeared. I was like, oh, okay. Good to know. You know, Russia, they keep things like. Yeah. Close to the chest. That was. Uh, it was still Putin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> like with um, Diet Love Pass. Yeah. And their mystery book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also in 2012, uh, President Barack Obama officially states his support for same-sex marriage. Okay. And in 2019, Uh-oh. a new Australian $50 banknote misspells <laughs> responsibility. Oh, that's a tough one. As responsibility. <laughs> Nobody proofread it. 46 million notes. <laughs> That's amazing. So there is a misspelling. At that point, who's going to notice? $50 bill. <laughs> I've oh. never read the dollar bill. It's all in Latin anyways. Part of it is. Could be misspelled for all I know. It could be. <laughs> That's amazing. But yeah. I thought that was funny. They mis- misspelled it. it. I love it. All right. Go. Uh, 1768, John Hancock pays... Duties on 25 pipes of wine, uh-huh. which is only a fourth of the ship's carrying capacity. And British officials accuse him of unloading the rest during the night to avoid paying duties on the entire cargo. John. <laughs> Get it, John. Get it, John. 1868, the city of Reno, Nevada is founded. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> 1914, U.S. President Woodrow Wilson proclaims Mother's Day. Oh. Mother's Day this weekend, everybody. Give your mama a hug. Give your mama a call. Or send her flowers. Do something. Or don't talk to her if you have a bad relationship with her. <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't need to tell you what to do. Tell a mom figure you love tell her. Tell a mom figure. In 1941, British intelligence at Bletchley Park breaks German spy codes after capturing Enigma machines. Is this Alan Turing? The weather ship München. I don't know. Oh. But how freaking exciting would that be? You're like, <gasps> we did it! We there's broke a, the freaking code! There's a movie. With Benedict Cumberbatch. With, with, the, with the Cumberbatch. Yeah, that's a good movie. Okay, 1945, Russia celebrates Victory Day. Oh. AKA okay, Victory Over the Nazis, celebrating the formal acceptance by the Allies of World War II of Germany's unconditional surrender of its armed forces. It actually happened on May 8th, which is when the rest of Europe celebrates it, but, you know, Russia. <laughs> they tell their own story. A day late. So it's the second war. The news basically. didn't get to them until the next day. I mean, it's a long ways away. Yeah. Nine, uh, no, you did that one. Uh, 1962, laser beam. a laser beam is successfully bounced off the moon for the first time. Hey. Which for some reason we're excited about. Uh, 1974, impeachment hearing begin for President Nixon. Ooh. 1994, Nelson Mandela was chosen as South Africa's first black president. Hey. That's all. Did you know there's a new show on HBO no. Max called White House Plumbers? No. It's very good. It's about um, Watergate. Plumbers of the White House? Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. It's like, what an interesting... Yeah, it's a, it's a docuseries about... They talk about bowel movements. Yeah. About who clogged the toilet the most, which president did. It's I would Trump. actually watch that. 
May they R.I.P. Okay, they may. I only have one. Okay, tell uh, me. 2020. Mm-hmm. Little Richard. A tuna fruity. Little fruity. I know. I do too. I guess I didn't realize that he died, but I also thought he might have died a long time ago. So I'm like sad, but also. You know, I think anybody. I'm sorry. Ahead of time. Anybody who died in 2020, like I, my brain doesn't comprehend. There's too much going on. There was a lot. Or anybody that died like pre-20, like in the 2018, 2019, 2020. Sure. I forgot Burt Reynolds died. I could never forget that. I forgot. (laughs) Just totally forgot. 1791, Francis Hopkinson. He was an American judge, a signer of the Declaration of Independence, an author, the designer of the first American flag, and a composer. But he couldn't have been that great because Lin-Manuel never mentions him. Yeah. He was a judge. They must have been fighting against each other. Must have been. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, HBD? HBD. Uh, 1949, Billy Joel. Billy Joel. One of my favorites. Uh, 1962, John Corbett. Mm-hmm. American actor from My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yes, love and him. Aiden in Sex and the City. Mm-hmm. I believe um, he was on Parenthood as well. Me. I didn't watch Parenthood. Oh, it's good. So I, I'll take it with I need to do a rewatch of Sex in the City. <laughs> do you? I do. I really like it every once in a while. I do rewatches of shows. I'm very, I mean, it's Oh, I'm do. a rewatcher. Like, I'm just, well, this isn't a rewatch. It's a first time watch. I'm so excited. Of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I'm so excited because I love that show. Which is hilarious. It's so to. funny. I now, just, oh, I forgot to tell you. Oh, no, I told you. I was watching uh, Welcome to Wrexham. Oh. I finished it. It's amazing. Well, now I call anything in my house that's like work that I don't want to do. Charlie work. We call it Charlie work. <laughs> I know. I love it. So Brian will come home and be like, did you do your Charlie work? I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did my Charlie work. <laughs> okay, is that all? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, 1979, Pierre Bouvier, Ooh. who is the lead singer of Simple Plan. Okay. He was born in Montreal, Quebec. Quebec. And 1979, Rosario Dawson. Mm-hmm. That's it. I know her from Seven Pounds, mostly. The Will Smith vessel. Yeah, I know her from... Star Wars? Men in Black, do you mean? Men in Black? I think she's in Men in Black. I can't, I, I can't remember. Wasn't she in Rent, too? Or is it some other thing? I don't think I've seen the movie Rent. I think she's in Rent. Okay. Good girl. Uh, 1860. Josie and the Pussycats. That's how I know her. Oh. Okay. Okay, sorry. Uh, 1860, James Matthew Berry. Ooh. Who's the creator of Peter Pan? (gasps) J.M. Berry. J.M. Berry. Thanks for creating... Uh, all those boys who will never freaking grow up. Oh, thank you for setting, you know, <laughs> realistic Pinson, expectations of yeah, of that of that gender. 1874, Howard Carter. He's the British archaeologist and Egyptianologist who Ooh. discovered the intact tomb of King Tut. Ooh, King Tutankhamun. King Tutie. Uh, 1936, Albert Finley, who is my daddy Warbucks and Annie. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was also the like older guy on Big Fish, who was exactly mm-hmm. like my grandpa was. Okay. Uh, you said Billy Joel, 1946. Candace Bergen. Bergen. Okay. She was like the, the like the head of Miss America and Miss Congeniality, <gasps> that movie. Yes. And she was also Murphy Brown, I believe, in Murphy oh, Brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 19, also in 1946, Riley Martin. Who was an American self-described alien conductee? Conductee. 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 Con- he was also an R. R- Contactee. Yes, that's, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, he was an, also an author oh. and a radio host. Ooh. So tune in for that. Tuning in. And then 1985, it changed it to Austrian. Let me see, Audria. Patridge. Adrena. Adrena, thank you. From the hills. From the hills, yeah. Did you ever watch that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. I watched Laguna Beach. I never watched Laguna Beach. I was just a hills gal. I just bought some LC jeans from Kohl's, and they're amazing. Oh. Would recommend. I just bought some jewelry from this brand called Uncommon James, which is Kristen. 
okay, Cavallari. Sure. It's her line. I never liked her as much as Elsie. She's always kind of the villain. She yeah. might be fine. She's fine. She has a um, podcast with Steven. Who's St- so in Laguna Beach, it was, uh, it, yeah, it was, um, so Lauren and Steven were like best friends, but Steven was dating Kristen and Kristen was kind of just like a bee about the whole thing. Yeah, I'd imagine so. And they, they have a podcast together and they okay. talk about like everything that happened Love and that. like how it was like completely scripted and yeah. they're like, they're like, no, nobody hated each other. Like, <laughs> well, I loved it. And they're like, and Steven wasn't even the good looking one. <laughs> nobody even likes Nobody Steven. even likes Steven. <laughs> No one is ever fighting over Steven. I don't get it. <laughs> Love that. All right. We did it. We did it. Good We're job. Uh, Next week, I'll, hopefully we'll be... I'll stick closer to the theme. Oh, but. who cares? Hopefully, I'll cough less, less than the next one. I apologize you about that. You did great. I did fine. We did it. We did it. Love you. Love you. Mean, mean it. it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>